0: Welcome. This is Ryan Reed and you come to the place where you can reminisce about education, health, wealth, and other events that make us all whole. Um, tonight I have Darswell Johnson with me and we're discussing what it's like to raise twins um, with autism. So um, Darswell, can you introduce yourself and just um, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you decide to come on to the chat today.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Doshwell. Um, I came on the chat. I, I was invited to the chat to talk to you all about raising twins with autism because I've done that, and um, I'm my an educator. Since 1998, and I love kids. I work with special ed kids, and um, that's basically it right now.
0: All right. Well, thank you for coming on. So, um, tell us about when your kids was were born. Like, what what joy did you have, or was it a lot of fear at the same time? Explain what it was like when your kids were. Well, no,
1: nothing can prepare you for having kids, especially twins. Uh, I was young. I think I was like 21, 22 with twin boys. Um, you know, certain hormones kicked in that I didn't know existed. And uh, But, you know, I loved them, so I, instead of running away, I stepped up. I got two jobs to make sure I could provide for him. You know, it was fun. you know, I went back to my second childhood with him. Uh, you know, doing things, movies, cartoons, video games, parks, walks in the park, things like that. It was nice. You know, as long as you love them, everything falls into place.
0: Mm, that's lovely. So when you discovered that they were autistic what was that like for you and your family
1: yeah it was kind of hard I remember my my grandma said um uh, we we don't have special need kids in our family (laughs) this is my father's mom but see it was kind of in a joking way um, but yeah when I found out it was it was a blow you know it was different this was early on like this is year two. It was like two thousand four. So, um, you know, people wasn't as knowledgeable as they are now about it. So it was. It, it was, I thought it was going to be harder than what it, what it is or what it was. But you know, once again, nothing can prepare you for that.
0: So, how did you adapt and to, in order to meet their needs?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, just got educated, talked to doctors and experts in the field, uh, prayed, you know, for patience and strength. And like you said, with the love uh, for them, just, just got us through. You know.
0: hmm So pretty much whatever situation you're going through and whatever experience you have, that love still conquers all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you love them. You love them a lot. You know, I remember it was. I remember holding both of them and trying to lay them down in the crib, and I felt that um, that magnetic tug. And you know, so that was a beautiful thing. That's when I just knew that it was, it was real. They was here. You know, I had to do what I had to do.
0: So, um, what was it like when they started school?
1: School was nice. Um, I think they the first school I believe was Winship Wheatley. They was real supportive, uh, professional. Their teacher she was like military. You know, she was real, real professional. She sounded like a robot. Like she was real, like military minded with them, but not too cold though. But she was real professional. So it was good to have somebody that was serious. I, I forget her name. It was good to have a teacher there that, you know, kept me informed and was real professional and not just there for a check. So, it was good to get that support.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what specific things, um, specific advice did they offer or any mm-hmm. supports, like specific organizations or specific advice that helped you raise your kids in some, the safe Some of the, the advice was
1: to... Um, I remember, they, I remember nutrition, you know, they were saying how they shouldn't eat too much sugar. They should eat real healthy. It helps with their uh, development. Uh, like you said, patience is, you know, is one of the most important things you can have with those kind of kids. Um, and yeah, this education, uh, knowing what, you know, um, I remember hearing some of the success stories of kids that had autism that uh, they, they, they got out of it. You know? it's like it's, and they, my son, he's 17 and still, you know, things that need to be done,
0: you mm-hmm. know,
1: uh, organized sports, uh, you, know, you know, he's real talented, singing, things like that, so. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So essentially, he's just like every other kid, but he's yeah. autistic. So mm-hmm. you know, so what does it mean to be autistic? The way you interpret it from your experience with the year. For him,
1: he's pretty much normal. It's just a social, uh, social thing. You know, that's pretty much what I get from it. Uh, able to, he's getting better though. Yeah, he he can Tell you what he need. Or, but it's just that, that social independence, you know, that makes him autistic. You know, from a normal kid, mm-hmm. he's a good kid.
0: What about his verbal skills?
1: Uh, verbally, uh, he, he can express himself better. He, he loves to sing. You know, he loves to express himself through movies or songs. But, uh, mm-hmm. but he's um yeah. Yeah, he, he pretty much uh, lets you know how he's feeling and what he's doing. But most of the time it's through uh, movies or songs.
0: Mm-hmm. I noticed that you were saying that your son is 17. Um, What about your other son? Weren't they twins?
1: Mm, yeah, he, yeah, well, his twin brother, he had passed away about five years ago. Mm-hmm. He had a um, seizure and he suffocated. Sleep he had a seizure in sleep and suffocated from a head injury.
0: Mm. How did um, your son, who's living right now, how did he deal with that?
1: Um, at first, he, he didn't know. You know I remember mean, at the funeral, he seen him land in the casket, and he was he was yelling out his name. You know, he didn't really process it too fast, like you know, somebody normal would. He still misses him though. He still says his name or, or make some of the noises and things that he did. He used to make that his, his brother used to make. But he, he's dealing with it though. I know he misses him. You know, we all miss him. But you know, with that social uh, delay, he, he, he don't really express himself like he would. But you but can tell. Mm-hmm. It's, uh,
0: so how is your family preparing for life after high school?
1: You know, my mom they 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 support him they give me information on programs for after school things like that but it's ultimately up to me and his mom to make the, to make the moves. I set him up for uh this program when he graduates. He'll be 21, and he can go stay there. I forgot the name of it.
0: Is it the Ark?
1: Yeah, the Ark, yeah. And it was am going to start with a D, I think. But well, yeah, he'll be there. Doors? Well, not doors. But, yeah, I remember the Ark, Yeah, I signed I signed him up for that when it was in elementary school. They was going to Margaret Brent, and we assigned him up to go there at the high school. For like work and a place to live, you know, get out the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would say that it's important for kids with autism to be integrated into society, so they can have a normal yeah, just ex- like life experience like any other mm-hmm. child, like any other person. Yep,
1: that's how we do with my students. You know, every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, we take them on community trips. Restaurants, stores, malls, just so they can get a feel of, you know, what it's like to be out in the real world. So when they get older, it won't be, uh, it will be familiar to them. Mm -hmm. Just
0: Mm -hmm. getting them ready. So if there's any parents that are on the call Mm -hmm. right now who are um, about to have a baby, who they say might be autistic or... They just discovered that their child is autistic. What kind of advice would you give them?
1: Oh, like I said before, uh, main thing is uh, patience. Uh, and, uh, you know, get with support groups and uh, really be active in their education and their schools, you know, come to the meetings and uh, you can get uh, help, like, like, uh, some kind of counselor, or somebody to come with you to the meetings, an advocate, so they you make sure they're getting the most, the best help that they can get.
0: Mm-hmm. It also might be helpful to do research on um, autism. You can look at organizations like Autism Speaks,
1: mm-hmm. and also search for uh, success stories, uh, diets. You know different things you can do to to, to fight this. Uh, I don't know. If it, do they consider it a disease or just a
0: Dis- just a mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But it, it's been a success though, as I've heard, where you know kids come out of it. You wouldn't even be able to tell if they have it or had it. So just do research. It could be hard, but you know it's worth it. You you, know, you love your kid. It's worth the, the time and the grind to get them. Get them uh, the best they can be, so they can get the most
0: out of life. And that's what it's all about: getting the most out of life and raising a loving family. Yeah. So it's good. It's good to hear that. Mm-hmm. So now that your son is older, how do you live your life? How do you get the most out of your own life?
1: Well, um, you know, I just.
0: Uh, what are you doing to better yourself so you can also build?
1: When I got back in school, you know, thanks to the help, your help. <laughs> you know, so I can get uh, you know, better paying jobs. and get You know, to be able to get him things that he needs. Yeah, just, you know, working hard.
0: Mm -hmm. Because that was a a big sacrifice that you made. Like, being so young and raising two autistic boys, sometimes you might have felt like you were raising them by yourself. Like, that's that's a sacrifice. And, you know, many people will understand why you might not have been able to go to school right away because you had the responsibility of your... Your family, your kids that you created. So, you know, that's a a testimony of of perseverance, of um, courage and strength that you were able to um, sacrifice that time and understand why it was important to sacrifice the time for them, for their growth, so that they can be um, successful and quality human beings as they grow. So... Thank you. Thank you for that. Because everybody um, wouldn't take that time to do that. Yeah. No, so now you have more time as he's growing older, and you you and your family know more about what his needs are. You can give more time into yourself. So what would you say um, is your purpose in life?
1: Uh, well, having a, having a son with autism, that's one of my purposes is that make sure he's well taken care of, safe, needs are met. And also to, you know, serve God and to be a good, uh, you know, just be a good man, family man, just hard worker. Yeah. Like I said, I work in the elementary, um, first grade CRI. So that's, you know, that's, you know, making sure that they get a quality education and, services that they need.
0: Mm-hmm. Right so now. do you feel as though you raising two boys with autism has um, shaped your purpose in life? Do you think uh, yeah, it makes it more so. Like I said, I, real?
1: I, I got in there in the system in the nine, late 90s um, and having them kind of you know, solidified that purpose, you know, after having them so, and I'm still in it, but I have a better uh, understanding of of, you know, actually raising kids with autism you know, because some people come in and, you know, they just get blown away by some of the things that the kids do do. but you know, I just um, you know, I just make sure at the end of the day I'm, I'm not, you know I'm doing it out of love, and you know of course we all need jobs, but uh, i'm I'm doing it for the you know the love of the kids yeah.
0: mm-hmm. so um since you raised two autistic boys, then you have the opportunity to educate the educators sometimes because they don't have the hands on experience that you do.
1: Yeah, that's true, you know. I do it all all the time. You know, coworkers. You know, they. I I I kind of shape their minds a little bit to make it more of a like personal, like family type thing versus just in there with. it, is in there at a job for the money, and when they see the response that I get from the kids, you know. They they kind of want that also, so they try to come at them at a different angle, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know they just learn from it. you know they learn to be patient, to be you know uh, gentle, how to use critical thinking in certain situations with the kids. You know,
0: mm-hmm. you know to keep
1: your cool. Even sometimes you might need to take a break. Stuff getting a little
0: out of hand yeah. mm-hmm. so um, currently in your role you serve as a, a paraprofessional do you think that you are going to get your teaching certification or do an alternative route to get your certification mm-hmm. because of the quality of your experiences and how much you can impact the profession because You not only, you know, you're not a person that just had book study of what it's like to interact with people with autism, but you actually raised them from birth to now almost um, exiting high school and on to their life after high school. So do you plan on exploring that? Yeah, it's
1: definitely an option, you know, it's, you know. I was still debating on do I want the responsibility of the paperwork that comes along with it, but I think it's worth it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. definitely true. The paperwork is um, extensive, an extensive process, and you know maybe you know if we have more teachers like you, we can change the process. It needs it needs to be adapted. Yes, there should be documentation for how we are educating kids. But does the paperwork sometimes get in the way of actually doing the work, doing the education?
1: Yeah, They'd be so like stressed out, you know, and it, it takes away from the, their um, stamina of actually dealing with the, the child or the children. In my case... My, uh, my class, we have uh, eight kids. Uh, four of them, which is are severe, like we have like two that are not potty trained yet, like three nonverbals, four nonverbals, and one is like halfway potty trained. So it's you know it could be it can be rough you know it can be stressful. And then on top of all that, you still like you said with the paperwork. all of, was the IPs and she's just praying that they don't be on cycle or so happy they did not They can get a little more a little more leeway but it, it's it's pretty responsibility you really gotta be prepared mentally for it if you wanna yeah you know, if you wanna pursue that but it's definitely on the table you
0: know mm-hmm. well I just think that you definitely be an asset to pre- to the profession because of your experience and, and how you also impact others around you. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So in a way your kids actually gave you your purpose.
1: Yeah. Well, they, like I said, they just solidify. you know, you put their stamp on it. Like, you know, this is what you need to be doing. Cause I did a lot of other jobs, kind of construction, security, like that but this is the one that has no more meaning to a little
0: more close to home mm-hmm.
1: working with these kids
0: yeah so currently you know on two, like 2% less than 2% of teachers are black males mm-hmm. so that should also be something that you keep in the back of your mind that you know yeah, the profession black, overall one
1: black man one black teacher these
0: needs, things. We need more black males in the education system so our kids can see positive black males too. So they won't be um, persuaded by the negative message that comes through the media at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. And see that reading and being an intellectual is...
1: Yeah, get rid of that pipeline. That's
0: mm-hmm. Right, yeah. reading and and writing and being intellectual is a is attractive. It's, it's it's positive. So you can so then you can also go out and impact the world and be great. Yeah. And thankfully, we have movies like Black Panther that just came out, <laughs> which is um giving us the community so much positive vibes and energy to be our greatest self
1: we haven't had this much since obama
0: (laughs) (laughs) for real (laughs) yeah so um do you have anything else to add to give any input on what it's like to raise kids with autism
1: yeah well you know raising kids raising kids pray you know so you gotta have the love for him and want to see them um, succeed. You know, they also you know, make young and guys with kids. You know, make sure you being a you know a positive role model. You know, have your pants pulled up, looking you know looking nice and neat, and, and be just be strong and stern. A good dad, show sure these kids being a man is about know which way they can know how to be they can go into society, you know, to be an asset, you know, not of menace.
0: All right. Well thank you, Darswell Johnson, for coming on Reminisce today. I think that we learned a lot about um, raising kids and raising kids with autism or not with autism. It's really just all about love. And sharing love with your child. And then making sure that as a parent that you're you're sacrificing for them. And stepping up to the plate when you need it. And also the importance of how lots of times our kids will give us our purpose yeah. in life. So thanks for listening to Reminisce. This is one of many sessions that we'll have on our launch day. This is Ryan Reed and have a wonderful day. Bye.